Hey there, before you start tonight's episode, we wanted to talk to you about a brand new project that we're starting that we're really excited about. It's called Whose Dice Are These Anyway? It's a podcast where the stories are made up and the rules barely matter. Join us every week as our bumbling crew of adventurers solves some mysteries, fights some monsters, and does terrible celebrity impressions. Starting Thursday, January 26th, and every Thursday thereafter. You can find Who's Dice Are These Anyway on every major podcasting distribution platform. You can also find us on Twitter at Who's Dice. We hope you'll tune in for action, suspense, and uncontrollable laughter. See you then. Hello, and welcome to the Guild that Keeps On Giving, a podcast about a group of friends and their thoughts, ideas, and experiences relating to D&D. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Patrick, and let's go talk to my friends. And now our fourth chapter in our 1D&D Unearthed Arcana playtest from the first UA document. Enjoy the show. So if I'm looking at this orientation tasks, we've got two things left. It's... We need to report to Skydock for spell jamming ship inspection and complete the gymnasium assault course. Yes. So actually, I think the core cadets only and the and the all cadets doing the gymnasium assault course got reversed. So the assault course is for the for the uh, oh, jammer okay. core. Yeah, that's for the jammer core. So Nonak, let's let's go to you and you okay. are down at the um, the gymnasium level. Okay. That definitely sounds like where Nonak would want to be. Yep. In the gym. In the gym. Absolutely. And I don't have a map for that, so we are going to do the order of the mind here. And That's a shame. <laughs> our, our audio listeners will be devastated. Our podcasters will won't be, be devastated by the fact they can't terrible. see it. Okay. So you get down to the, the gymnasium level. And it is an obviously magically powered arena that can be reconfigured and moved around. And okay. um, Bosun Tardo is there, actually. And she says, oh, good. It's like, it's, it's like a very dangerous room. So <laughs> Bosun Tardo says, you know, we do call it a gymnasium, but that does not mean you need to be almost naked. <laughs> I Why am I here? <laughs> I know I'm not in this scene, but I'm just like, this place needs an HR, man. Like, <laughs> no. um, Well, he's coming in a loincloth. Gymno means naked. Gymnasium is a place that actually means naked in Greek. Anyhow, I guess he didn't get the reference. So, Why am I here? <laughs> you are here to go through the obstacle course. First step of your training is to assess your capabilities to move around on a in a dangerous scenario. So... He, Tarto uh, turns to this magical-looking thing, and the room shifts around, and it looks like different parts of ships. All right. Uh, and not galleons. Some of them look almost fleshy or something, and there's weird stuff going on, but it looks like okay. bits and pieces of stuff. And it, she has uh, created an obstacle course. Um she says, uh, she flips over a um, sand, God, what's that called? Uh, hourglass. Hourglass. Hourglass, thank you. Um, she flips over an hourglass. I was thinking sand dial, and that's not right at all. The hourglass, and um, looks over at you, looks over at the hourglass, looks over at you, and goes, go already. Okay. 
All right. Um, so the f- what is it I need to do? Yes, the first thing you see is this um, uh, this hallway, and she goes, "Go, get down there as fast as you can." So you've got to dash down this hallway. Okay. All right. So as soon as, so as soon as you roll athletics, I mean, I can give her my exact speed. It's thirty feet per six seconds. Right, right, right. But this is yeah. <laughs> If right. it's like the NFL combine, right. that's my 40. Okay. Yard so pass. as soon as you start running, the hallway starts pitching and moving the walls. And then there's explosions going off all over the place. So obviously you can just run down a hall. But can you run down a hall without getting blown up? That's what we're going to find out. So gotcha. uh, you need to make a constitution saving throw as the place fills up with explosions, thunder damage, fire, everything's going off. Um, so let's see how well you do. A 22. Very nice. You get through there perfectly. Now, you it bends around. You come around and you see bits and pieces of what look like asteroids floating um, at different levels. And underneath those asteroids, uh, you see water just arcing with electricity. And so using athletics or acrobatics... You need to leap from platform to platform to get to the other side. Okay. I'll use athletics. Okay. Uh, There it goes. Okay. You actually get on one and uh, you overreached, thought you could make it. They're moving and an asteroid moves out from under where you thought you would be landing. And you fall in the electrified water. You take two points of damage. The um, the electricity goes off. And Tardo comes over and goes, oh, "You looked good. Let's start over. I know you can do this." Okay. Um, <laughs> so she says, "Hold on. Let me turn it back on." She turns the electricity back on. You climb up. There's a little ladder out of the water. You can climb up, and you without you don't have to roll. You figure out where it is because your your take a ten athletics is good enough, and you know what exactly is happening. And you jump over. You wait for the asteroid to swing back a little bit, jump onto that one, and get yourself across. All right. Then you nice. s- you see rigging um, coming out of the floor like masts, and um, all around you is like space gas and stars blinding and everything else and there's flashes of lights and you see a rope that you obviously can grab and swing and looking out you see this wheel of magical maces just spinning in a circle and the landing point is through that circle okay Uh, right (laughs) just your classic magical mace wheel of death (laughs) yeah uh sarto uh, I mean, Tarto takes a look at you and um, messes with it, and the circle gets a little smaller. That sounds fine. <laughs> you should be able I to fit that big make it the first time. there. All right. So this is a deck saving throw as you swing out and try to throw yourself through, and you make it nicely with a 16, 16. and you... Do a little arch, fly through, and land on a landing point. And right in front of you is a um, like a, a big pole covered in grease, and there's a gong at the top of it. 
And Bosun Tarto says, uh, I think you can figure this one out without any instructions. I just go to the next task. <laughs> Failed. Start over. <laughs> what do you want me to use to climb? Um, athletics. Athletics. Okay. Yeah. Are you doing anything to offset the, the, the slipperiness of the pole? Or are you just going to just jump on it and do your best? Yeah, I'm just jumping on it and doing my best. Uh, well, you did well. You just hug that pole tighter than the, the slipperiness can, can pull you down. And you get to the top. Uh, there's a gong up there with a little hammer. I ring it. Bong. Or bang it. And uh, and you can slide back down. And Excellent. Bosun Tardo says, Well done. Puff, puff, puff on the cigar. I see potential in you. You're going to be one of the good ones. You're, I know. you're not going to disappear. <laughs> You'll probably last more than one or two missions. Excellent. Maybe. <laughs> and uh, she says, please report here every day for at least an hour of training. We'll be going over all sorts of different things that you'll need to know and test and, and hone your, your skills. And um, Okay. I will come. <laughs> very good. She goes away muttering. Such a serious one. Jeez. All right. So you guys meet up after the... Uh, Assault course and the um, spell jamming nexus basic training. Okay, so you go you go to the boat, the sky dock, and you meet the um, ship inspectors uh, who are gnomes, rock gnomes. Uh, Kip and Pick, whistle slap. Of course they are. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was his name one more time? They're twins. Um, uh, yeah, but what were they called? Kip and Pick. K-I-P and P-I-K. Whistle slap is the, is the word whistle you're looking slap. for. Whistle slap. Ah, whistle slap. Whistle slap. No, I, I, I enjoyed hearing kick and pick whistle slap. Kick, kick and really pick as a whole. Kick and pick. It's almost yes, musical. It is. Well, they're gnomes. They're like that. So, um... They rock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> rock I see what you did there. Okay. So uh, I saw Weston had a cup of coffee up to his mouth. Thank you. I really oh, you're, you're going to try to get him to <laughs> spray coffee on his keyboard. Nice. No, I just know he was wanting to do it. No, okay. You, oh, you filled it for it. Good deal. Okay. So they take you to the spell jamming ship and they give you a general orientation. You'll learn more about this as you do more training. They're like, here's the captain's quarters, here's this, here's the rigging, this is that. Um, there's all sorts of different ships. And when you see, when you get to the, the, you're at the sky dock at the very top. There's lots of security guards up there and there's all these different ships. And they just show you where the Spelljammer helm is. I guess we really don't need to go any over any of that. But something you do see that is interesting, pulling off one of the ships that looks damaged, uh, there's repairs and everything, you know, uh, repair people and, and whatnot. Uh, a lot of it is done through magical mending. And Pick mentions that having a mending cantrip is very, very useful. It takes a while, but uh, you can repair your ship with that. And coming off one of the ships... You see a gray tentacly faced humanoid that is um, manacled and laying down on a gurney, and they're pushing this creature off of it. 
the um, you recognize it as a mind flayer, and it has an iron mask over it with bands that are magically restraining its facial tentacles. And there's security guards all around it, and they uh, push by. Kip and Pick nod to each other knowingly and say, well, nothing to see here anymore, as they go around the corner. <laughs> Definitely feels like there is, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe later. So, yeah, there's that. And so, and the ship that you're on was a, that they showed you around was a squid ship. Did they take them, the Mind Flare, through any special door or just back down the door? Like, is it one main thing that we can all... There's a magical... There's a lift. Okay. That goes all the way down to the uh, stores room. So it's not like I can see where they went and be like, ooh, maybe I'll go there later. No, like they, just they got on this lift. Yeah. There's a there's a, a secured off for high-level people only and, and whatever. And they got on that lift and they went somewhere down you're at the top you don't know where they stopped okay uh, it doesn't have like floor numbers on it or anything like that like an elevator I gotcha. so, yeah so they show you around one of the uh the squid ships this is not the one that the um the mind flare came off of and they show you the cargo hold crew quarters um squid ship because it looks like a squid yes okay yeah it looks like a squid. And a lot of the Spelljammer ships um, look like animals or, or insects. Um, butterflies, dragonflies, things like that. Okay. And they show you around and they say, well, it's getting late. I'm sure you'll be getting your orders uh, over the next 10 day um, for training. Uh, but I expect 10 days from now, you will be up on one of these ships for your first actual training mission. Nonak likes it. <laughs> Charlotte just nuts. It's been a long day. She's ready to be yeah, done with orientation. Yeah. yeah, you guys are pretty tired. She has that exhaustion, too. Ooh, that would have played into your roles, right? Isn't it? It's, no, it's skill. What's first level exhaustion? I'm sorry. I, I think it's Attacks, attack rolls. You have disadvantage. No, that's I, I think it's skill abilities. This would have just been your magic mind, and the exhaustion wouldn't have played in. If you had two exhaustions, it would have. All right. Oh, by the way, um, Nonak, I forgot to tell you because you did so well, and Bosun Tardo talked you up, and all that stuff. You feel very inspired uh, from your first day of training, and all three of you have your inspiration. Nonak always feel inspired. <laughs> Every morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Every morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you wake up just inspired to be alive. All right. Um, you guys go back to the quarters. You can do whatever you want. There's that tavern. There's uh, food. You can just chill out in your room, meet other cadets. I'm not going to play off all of them. The only two that I've named are Meekin and Vina. And actually... Um, Vina comes over to you guys and said, "Words around, going around that you guys did really well." Leave. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just <laughs> nod. She goes, "Well, maybe you'll get assigned to my crew." And she, no. and she walks off. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how I like how Nonak like leans forward every time he says his one word. Nonak must get in a microphone <laughs> for podcast. It's just funny. It's just like, I feel like this really big guy just leans forward and says, no. 
you know, it's just... No neck is not podcasting in usual room. <laughs> <laughs> Must make accommodations. Oh, my God, that's funny. <clears throat> that is so funny. And this, actually, I think it's a good time to break. Yes, yes. And, it and it we'll actually is... Back and do some more next week. Right where we should be breaking, so... Would you guys like to take the time to discuss um, the playtest stuff that we used today? a little bit, just to... If people have okay. time, but I don't think there's a lot to say. Um, well, did a lot of the stuff come up? So we didn't. What? We didn't roll a 20. I don't think we rolled any 20s. Did I'm we? getting music in my headphones. Nope. On, I don't Is anyone else hearing this? Nope. No. Maybe you have is it, something running. It's coming from this Spelljammer page. Is there music on your... Oh, maybe I do. Of... Maybe I do. I do, I do. I'm sorry. I don't I, have audio on for same. Roll20. It's probably why I didn't hear it. All right. There we go. I was I like, did. I'm dying. I'm having a stroke and I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the Celestial Song, as you get I, I picked down. up a... <laughs> I have an open desk drawer because I have, like, have my mic set up here so that it's closer to me. And I picked up a trumpet little thing because I used to play the trumpet and I didn't know I had any more. And yeah. I literally picked it up and this trumpet music's just uh, bum 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 bum. I'm like, oh my god, like this is the end. <laughs> so <laughs> this is the end. Uh, anyway, that was terrifying. All right. Well, I'm glad you're still with us. <laughs> glad you got that. Uh, well, it's all it's all spacey, weird, musicy stuff that I had set for that page. Uh, I had I had it set so low. That kind of music one would expect from a magical right trumpet. yeah mm-hmm. yes um yes. so let's talk yeah matt well i was just gonna you, say you uh, we didn't the, um... the bad guys never crit so we nope. never had that like nerfing anything not a one of us rolled a 20 none of us time. rolled a 20 yep. um no so none of us earned inspiration that way i will say like i mean i always kind of use it inspiration faster because i am unlucky in roles in general so i like to get my advantage when i can um <laughs> you weren't unlucky in this time you did very no well. i did fine uh today which was great but in general i i will say i've done other things where we've tried these rules and i really really like getting inspiration more often because i need the help um <laughs> <laughs> i agree i really enjoy it i i, I mean i played a, you know, a year with you guys, and I think we used in for inspiration like six times, you know, and it just it sounds about right. We just forget to use it, and um, I like the way this works. Now, for the podcasters, we've been using these rules in Patrick and Matt's uh, Patrick's little one shot and Matt's thing, and but we switched around the inspiration to be received if you rolled a one instead of a 20, and we wanted to see how that would work out. Unfortunately, we didn't get any 20s uh, today. But well, we w- did get a 1. Yeah. Uh, so we, we did get a 1. We would have had... We would have gotten inspiration, inspiration there. there. I think we just rolled the the 1. Yeah, one, we did. Though. Yeah. But I do so think I like is, that system better, as personal my only problem. The 1? My only problem with that is, what if you roll a 1 when you have advantage and you don't use that dice? Then I don't think you get it, personally. Yeah. Because I think yeah. the point... Because you're not using The that logic dice. that I was... Like, how it was explained to me and how I've since it, like thought of it is that the, your 1 is your learning moment. You fail right. and you, it doesn't work out, but this is your chance to like learn from it and get it. So if you roll with advantage and you take the and higher you, number... 
then unless you roll yeah. two ones then of course you get it but like you didn't you didn't learn that <laughs> lesson the hard way like you you got it uh a better result so that's yeah. how i would rule it but that uh, that's a homebrew thing yeah though the, it would be nice anyway i'm definitely gonna write it in my, my survey that i think that's a well good idea. that's that's why i wanted to talk about our variations because it's not we're play testing we're, it's just not using the rules we're play testing to see how we would like to Right. change them and um i like the idea of the one although the 20 works too it, on odds you're going to get it the same amount of time but it's just yeah but there's something so much more rewarding about getting it on a yeah. one yeah and the story behind the you learn from your failures more than your successes is so true yeah and so you're already I mean, getting the true. extra damage unless you're a spellcaster but uh, you're also right. my thing but is you're auto hitting you're too. yeah you're succeeding well, on a 20. So you already get a bonus to a degree. Or if you're right. a marshal, you get extra damage. But let me tell you about... We didn't record this, but when we were playing Patrick's one-shot, I rolled, I don't know... Five or six ones? Yeah, almost ten. Yeah. ten I'd even go as far to yeah, say ten Almost ten, ten ones yeah. in that yeah. uh, session. Which could have made that absolutely miserable for me. Like... I just yes. keep rolling ones. I keep failing. I get nothing out of it. All I do is just keep rolling ones. I feel like I'm letting my team down, all that stuff. But instead, what happened, because we implemented that rule, is I rolled a one, and then I was excited because I got inspiration. And the next round, I got to roll with advantage, and I, I think I always hit on that next one. Yes. So yeah, pretty much. it really yeah, did pretty well. It really helped my character. I felt like it helped the team in general. Like, I just liked it. Now, obviously, if I was changing... But even if I was rolling 20s on every... And I had great luck that night, getting to roll twice, I mean, it would still probably guarantee or make it very likely that I would succeed on the next one. But you're already kind of rolling well. You feel good about how you're rolling. I just don't feel like yeah. you need it as much as when you're having a bad night. <laughs> I agree with you, Matt. Yeah, I totally agree. And I believe that regardless of what they put out in in, in one D and D or whatever they're going to call the next thing, um, I'm going to homebrew that. Just having played it both ways, I think it's absolutely better for the players. It doesn't matter to the DM because it's the same odds, and it just feels better. So it makes it more fun, and, and I think that's we need to focus on on that a lot more in the game. Yeah. So what about any of the other rules? So the D20 test, succeeding on a 20, failing on a 1 regardless. Uh, I think we had a skill test that had a 1. But I don't think we somebody that person would have necessarily succeeded had they... No, had, they wouldn't. You know. Well, with all the... It's true. With all the, the bonuses that you were able to give with the Bardic Inspiration and that Peace Cleric bonding thing, it, it very well could have if... I don't think a roll occurred when those things were on, but it would have failed regardless. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. I've been thinking about that one in particular. I'm really ambitious because about it. I, I think if you if you were doing anything that you claimed to be proficient in and you failed at it one out of twenty times you tried to do it, you might not be considered proficient. So I was thinking maybe with with proficiency that would be that would be different but especially with expertise i think any skill you have an expertise in i would homebrew that a one is not an auto fail right. i like that I, and and i hadn't That's considered that but i really like that there's also now, that an goes... element of we do all these buffs but they could all be for nothing if yeah if you 
Right. Because you could roll a one, get your D4, get your D... Whatever it is for me, six. And you could max those out and still get over the number, but it wouldn't actually matter, which kind of sucks, because then you're nerfing not just this character, but also other characters and their features. Um, Right. I homebrew a lot of times, not always, that if you don't have proficiency in like history or, or something like that, that you could roll, but you do it with a disadvantage. I hate that rule. <laughs> um, my ev- always always have everybody that I played with had reported back that they also hate that rule, and and I, I just keep doing it. <laughs> and I just keep doing it because screw you guys. Uh, no, I, I'm going to drop it. But if we had this where if you weren't proficient and you rolled a one, you failed regardless of what was going on, even if you were buffed and and bonded and whatever but if you were proficient you just were really good at it and you could really count on that skill i like that weston i I like that suggestion and i think we should write these notes down and and further survey for sure yeah so what critical hits never came up because we didn't roll a 20 nope i'm sure we'll come across that in the next yeah it's got to happen eventually someone has to roll a 20 i don't think we only had one one so Right. It was odd rolling. Usually, I mean, like I said, Matt had 10 ones or whatever. Yeah, the other night. I mean, that was um, Some nights you're night. on, some nights you're off. Yeah, and, right. and we had plenty of 20s as well. But I will say... So, um, we, didn't, we didn't roll that much tonight in comparison That's true. To that's true. There was a lot of talking and role-playing and stuff. And, and less, yeah. But given the rules, how do we feel about the critical hits? Where the monsters, the, you know, the NPCs and monsters don't crit. Only a PC can crit. Do crit damage. Now they can still crit hit. Right. The twenty. Right. So I sure, think the success the is damage there. being only for marshals is a step in the right direction because the marshals need something to kind of close the caster marshal gap. So I am fine with saying you're already bending reality. You're already making something magical happen. That's what happens. And but this person who's trained their body or whatever and like is hitting someone with. An object right. can give it a little extra oomph for hero logic. Yeah. I mean, does it actually make sense? Not any more than anything else, but I like the idea of <laughs> giving marshals something to yeah. to close that gap. Now, as I've said in, an, in like another episode, I do think maybe first level monsters, low level monsters should not have crits. Uh, but I think maybe special monsters should have like yes. uh, an ability to do critical damage sure. just as a, a flavor thing that they can do. But yeah, as of like right now, unique, I'm happy unique with... Unique individuals you can add it to. I'm happy um, with this uh, rule as they yeah. as it seems to be, um, obviously, with the caveat that like I could see down the road it's maybe now it, not great. It, as written, it nerfs the sneak attack. It, it, you don't roll that. You only roll the the dice weapon, the weapon. Well, dice. that can be interpreted two ways, but we but don't yeah, it, <laughs> let's just hope that when they come out with the rogue stuff, it just says and sneak attack can also be yeah uh, sneak because when I, you crit, I sneak attack can be rolled. Uh, it I, should be if clearly laid out. If it's not in there, then it negates everything I just said about it. it closes the caster martial gap. If then it says and one of those marshals. You get nothing, and actually, we're taking something away from you. So, hopefully, that's not right. the way it ends up. Well, I mean, it still it still does it on their weapon. Well, I know, but I mean, 
this their big thing is their sneak attack. So you're really yeah. uh, taking yeah. the wind out of their sails. Uh, right. But there was been... already a weird well, sort of imbalance with casters when it came to if you make a ranged attack, you can or like a spell attack roll, you can crit. But if you force a saving throw, you can't crit. You can't. Right. And this kind of just makes that more universal. Right. Um, what about features other than sneak attack for other classes like divine smite, which is very similar to sneak attack? I, I don't think um, that should be. I think one in general paladins. You just don't like paladins. I don't. No, I just think they've got too. They're too little, too t- powerful. But also, I it's agree. a spell. Like, and then I then it doesn't make sense. Why do their spells get? To, now it's the reverse oh, exactly. problem. Like. Right. So spellcasters right. don't get it unless you're our favorite spellcaster, and then yeah. you get to. Like, it just doesn't... I don't know why we would do that. I would like to see... Like, if if you want Sneak Attack to do it, I would like to see that the feature has to say that it adds to crit, rather than us trying to have to freaking... I also hope that it just says time. it. Uh, you know, because other other things have add-on damage that aren't spells yeah. they might be magical but they're not spells. i would even add like a feat that allows for critical hits with spells yes that would be a, a good oh, higher level that's a great yeah. idea feat that would say i can do this um yeah not a first level no feat, but you know be- i also really just to transition this conversation a little bit is i really like the feats as and i hope we get more of them yes. and not uh less because as even though it's like oh these things didn't come up my spell list is greatly uh expanded because of the choices i made uh including that feat of like magic initiate so instead of having yeah. like two cantrips and uh four four spells but only two slots in first level i have between being a gnome and getting the magic initiate and all this stuff i've got uh like five cantrips that i can do mm-hmm. and six first level spells to choose from so that has made a big difference even at first level uh just yeah. to feel more like my character's already here i don't have to wait till i'm third or fifth or whatever level to really to be, arrive to yeah right right and um i like the way they split up the arcane divine and primal spells into lists that makes things a lot easier um and uniform i i um i wonder if you know, like only bards used to get vicious mockery. I think, um, maybe, maybe I wizards, think so. but only I think only bards. But now anyone with an arcane, you know, right? Um, yeah, I'm thinking usage. they'll have to do something with class features to make each class feel more unique. The the right. spellcasting. Well, one classes. of the things I noticed is um, on arcane, there's no eldritch blast, which is only for warlocks generally. And maybe that will just be, they'll have an Eldritch Blast, not a spell, but a... Um, just a class action. A feature. Yeah. Yeah, class action. That their Eldritch <laughs> a Blast. class action, action lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Uh, for <laughs> <laughs> All the warlocks get together and sue um, if they don't have Eldritch Blast. I feel like that is right. what would happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just guessing, you know, we, we don't have that information yet. I, I, I imagine they're going to be releasing classes next. Yeah. I don't know, we'll find out. So they did change long rest. I don't. We haven't really looked at that. Oh wait, uh, inspiration. Um, speaking of long rest, you lose your inspiration at the when you take a rest. 
when you start a long rest, even if it's interrupted. So humans, that makes their feature stronger because they can re-get their long rest during in the morning. What's interesting is as it reads, when you sleep, you have no inspiration. <laughs> like it's gone at the beginning and humans can get it first thing in the morning. But in that eight hour period, nobody... Yeah, I generally don't feel inspired if I'm woken up in the middle of the night. Right, yeah. right. You're, uh... <laughs> so, um, so that's interesting. Uh, but the long rest is, is similar. Yep. Have you read over that part? Yes. Yeah. And what do you think of the differences? I mean, it, it really doesn't come into play for us very often, any of the things that would interrupt right. a long rest. Normally, when we take a long rest, it's in a safe location and... We've already defeated whatever the enemy is. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'd have to see it in action where we were fast asleep and then attacked and the rest didn't go through. Um, yeah. And then we just get the short but, rest benefit or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. And it just encourages Which, you to use your inspiration more frequently. You're not saving it between yeah. rests. No, I like you're, that. You're, yeah. You might as well burn it before you end your adventure right. day. Right. Right. Yeah. So some of the other things... Oh, um, what do you think of the dwarf tremor sense? They added that as a racial feature. Well, we know how much you love tremor sense. <laughs> <laughs> well, that way I mean, you can I get like around it. secret doors. It makes sense to me. Um, yeah, I love it. I think it's it, for the dwarves, awesome. you know. Um, they get a limited amount of time and a limited amount... You know, they're listening to the stone. And uh, I, I thought it was a really good ad what's it called stone cunning so instead of giving you advantage in history with stonework or whatever the right. old stone cunning did um, as a bonus action you gain tremor sense with a range of 60 feet for 10 minutes you must be on a stone surface or touching such a surface to use this tremor sense the stone can be natural or worked you can use it a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you get them back with a long rest. That could go a long way for exploring. It certainly makes sense from a thematic standpoint that uh, if you're mining and you're in tune with the rock, you can know when there's like holes that you won't fall into and you can find different sure. things. You can sense things in the stone if you're looking for veins of ore or gems or hidden treasures. I think it, it gives the dwarf a really interesting and unique thing uh, that would be useful a lot. I do too. Uh, so I, I just feel like when I look at this, I think well, do I just turn on Tremorsense the minute I walk into the beginning of the dungeon and then I'm doing the well, we gotta run. So I got 10 minutes to get through as much of well. this as I can to see what I can see. Or yeah. am I going to be upset when, or not me, but, you know, is somebody going to be upset when their dwarf is like, oh, I should have been able to sense that on the other side of this, but I'm at, like, I didn't turn it on in time. And how do I know when to turn it? Like, I don't know. I, I It's like, I like the idea, but I want it to be a little cleaned up or like maybe, yeah. I don't know. So one thing that they've done in the, the Baldur's Gate video game is a lot of these things that last like 10 minutes or one minute just last until your next long rest. Like if you cast speak with animals, it lasts until your next long rest so you can speak with animals. It. I feel like some of these features 
would make sense to just be longer time periods so that you don't have that issue of like, well, I've activated this ability. If it's basically, if it's, they should decide if it's supposed to be meant for one combat or multiple combats. So I don't like the 10 minute as a, an interval. I either like, you know, one minute for 10 rounds of combat or like an hour. So that there's a right. lot longer period where it would work. Because otherwise, then, yeah, then... there is that that urge to run through a dungeon as quickly as possible and keep a stopwatch yeah. going because I don't want my spirit guardians to run out, but I want to use it right. for next combat. Right. Now, and then it kind Trevor of... Sets... Ner- like, well, it just takes away from... It's like supposed to be for exploration, but then I don't want to explore anything. I want to just speed run through to... I mean, because I do kind of want to explore, but I don't actually want to take the time it would take to explore a space, because uh, I just right. want to move right along. If I don't see anything, I'm ready to go. Um, so maybe yeah. they could just make it like, that you sense things, but they're more vague, or you get general... Like, or just do it for a minute. Or, yeah, or make it shorter. Because you sit and listen to the shorter. stone for a moment, and you get a sense of what's around you. Like, you can expand the range, but make it last right. for less time, and you get an idea of what's right. going on, and then you can move forward. But... Ten minutes feels yeah. like a weird interstitial time period. period. Yeah. yeah, either you can do it in a short focus, or you can... Like, Divine Sense for a Paladin, I think, lasts to the end of your next turn. So it's only for, like, yeah. seven to twelve sure. seconds. They're just taking know, a deep breath and trying to figure out if they sense even evil or good yeah. or whatever. And right. that makes perfect sense that you do that, you get your sense of things, and then you move on with your day. But this feels like I'm going to be in this, I'm going to be in a party with a dwarf who's like, I don't have time to look for, to check these things for traps. We either have to open yeah. them and risk it or go. Like, and I just feel. What, like, what if it lasted for just a few seconds, like a, a turn or two to the end of your next turn and it reset at a short rest? Yeah. I think you like ping, you know, you do like an echolocate. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and you get the number equal to your proficiency bonus, and it resets on a short. That way, you just get this. I'm here. I'm going to check this. I'm here. I'm going to check that. Uh, you know, you listen to the stone. Now, the tremor sense is written does not count as a form of sight, and I didn't look up the tremor sense from that's current. So I apologize for that. But you you can pinpoint where creatures are, but it doesn't allow you to see invisible creatures like blind sight does. Or anything like that. You just know they're where they are, but you still have disadvantage to hit them because you can't see them. Sure. So it doesn't really give you. It gives you some combat advantage, but not advantage in the sense of improving your role against invisible creatures. Or and you can't see anything that's flying if it's not touching that surface. Sure. You know. So there are some limitations to it, but I think it would be really good for exploring, and it would get that dwarf that that extra like I'm really good underground. Like I, yeah, like I said, I like it in principle. I just feel like the way when I read through it, I just go, oh, I feel like this is a headache, and yeah, I don't know what I, I and I don't know what I would do if I were the dwarf. Like do, and that's why part of why I was like, well, I'm not going to pick that one because I don't want to feel like I'm either. I feel like I'm on a clock to use this ability uh, or not, and that's well, playing a carrot, uh, a cleric when you have the spirit guardians spell that lasts 10 minutes right and that's that's annoying because you're like well what can we are we you know after the battle i'm like let's move on to the i next know yeah that's quick. how it was when let's push for it let's let's go let's go new room no exploring we got to kill things i got this one spell going you know and and that 10 minute spell length 
doesn't really fit well into the game. The one minute does. It would be better the also... one hour does. Yeah, the other thing you could do is say, although now you're getting complicated, but like you can use it in one minute increments and as long as you maintain concentration, you can like turn it back on or turn it off kind of thing. Like, but that's getting really specific. But yeah, I, I feel ten, like... 10 battles out of a... I feel like one minute or an hour is more what they su- should do because it creates yeah. this weird I think, amount yeah. of time. That- I'm not suggesting that, that spirit guardians should have an hour at all. No, I'm ridiculous. suggesting it should have one minute. Yeah, yep. One minute. <laughs> it, it really, the 10 minute spells, like you said, it, it pushes you to, to rush through things. Well, and also, I mean, this is not about the play test, but spirit guardians also has the thing where if you didn't see someone, when you cast it, they get hurt by it. So right. you could walk into uh, a hospital well, yeah, full and- of people and now all of a sudden you're hurting everyone and it becomes its own and, whole thing. So, yeah. Uh, and that did come up. So, but back to our yeah. play test discussion. Yes. Overall, yes. I think this went like playing it. I don't feel like this, any of this like breaks the game. I really enjoyed character creation and like getting to pl- kind of plug in different. I mean, just like on paper, because again, pl- it's going to sound like I'm doing it on the computer and the plug in there is not working. But uh, just the idea of like, oh, what if I did this feat instead at first level? Or what if I made this character with this feat instead? And like, there just felt like there was more kind of customizable options. Same with like making your own background. I found that really fun. And again, I know you could always do that before, but now that they really kind of throw it up there first, it helps remind me like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to be writing this story. And so I really, I really enjoy a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, I like what they did with some of the, like the new uh, conditions that didn't come up in our gameplay, but grappled, clarified things a little better. Incapacitated, you are... Um, disadvantage on initiative if you're incapacitated that makes sense it does say your concentration is broken under incapacitated as opposed to under concentration um this makes sense current rules yes (laughs) yes i agree um so they they're i think they're learning like hey we need to put the rules where they make sense (laughs) for you yeah they're getting there and I like that. I'd also like to say one more thing about the feats. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy getting two feats at first level. It makes it feel like you choose how your character is different than every other, uh, whatever, human barbarian. Yes. It, it really gives you a, a direction, or it gives you a choice of what your direction is instead of waiting till, oh, I know third level, I got to pick this. And, you know, this gives me, I could have picked any first level feat. You know what I mean? Yeah. It really gives yeah. you some, like Matt was talking about the customization. I mean, it, I, I think they really win and with that one. by leveling the feats like this, as, as counterintuitive as this is, by like limiting your choices, it actually encourages you to like be creative, do what you would, you want your character to do, as opposed to being like, well, this guide says there's three obvious feats that all barbarians should have. And so I'd be dumb not to take these feats right. because like I would exactly. I'm underpowering myself and because there's just a limited number of these are first level feats this is what you can pick it's really up to you to say well like eh, none of this is gonna break the game or totally change it and like I wanna I wanna sing songs at the end of every night or I wanna be a chef on my spirit like that's my part of my backstory so you can do kind of like some different things that you might not normally think to do I really think that's fun yeah I do too. I do too and I, and I like how they took things like 
cooking and crafting and made them actually useful for the feet. I, you know, it uh, musician, you know, gives you ins- inspiration. Right. Uh, and um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, well, hopefully we'll get into good. some more of these things when we pick it up again next week. Sounds good. Sounds good. Now, if you all want to try a different character, I'm all for you playing a different cadet at the Spell Jammer Academy. Um, if you want to um, use some of the other like rules, some different and options, yeah. If you like, if you'd like to, because you know, there's lots of cadets. So sure, yeah. Think about it. I mean, your characters are great, but if you want to try different options, um, go right ahead. All right. Thanks, Ray. Okay, well, that's it for this week, and we'll pick it up again next week. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to The Guild That Keeps On Giving. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast service. Also, don't forget to like and share our Facebook page, The Guild That Keeps On Giving on Facebook, our Instagram at TGTKOG, and our Twitter at T underscore G underscore T underscore K underscore O underscore G. For all of us here at the Guild that keeps on giving, thanks for listening and have a great week.